Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 9. The Lord Yahweh gave me the tongue of those taught to know how to assist the weary. With a word he rouses. Morning by morning, he rouses an ear for me to listen as those taught. Lord Yahweh opened an ear for me, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn back. My back I gave to the beaters, and my cheeks to those who pluck it out. My face I did not conceal from disgrace and spitting. But Lord Yahweh gives aid to me. Therefore, I was not disgraced. Therefore, I set my face like a flint, and I knew that I would not be shamed. Nearby is my justifier. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is Lord of my judgment? Let him come near to me. Behold, Lord Yahweh gives aid to me. Who is he that will convict me? And our gospel proclamation for Palm Sunday of 2020 is titled, Tongues Stirred Up, based on the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 50, verse through 4 through 9a. Well, the prognosticators are prognosticating, the reporters are reporting, and the pundits are, well, whatever pundits do. There has been no shortage of the wagging tongues these days, and dare I say, I have even participated in it a little bit myself. After all, everyone is an expert with the up-to-the-minute news releases and the fingertips of our hands. What seems to be the truth is we don't really know what we don't know. And that can be scary to a lot of us. Reporters make reports that are probably true the moment they say them, but things change so quickly the reports turn out to be fake news before most people read them the following day. Pundits are really just opinion people that are entertaining or attractive to look at. So we tune in and sometimes find out their opinion is no more authoritative than even our own. And prognosticators often predict the worst, hoping for the best. And we are delighted when they are wrong. Scientists and their global warming, false prophets of doom, taking advantage of every worldwide crisis to claim, it's the end! And financial seers with their algorithms that claim things will never be the same again. It is a risk to trust any of these twitching tongues with your heart, mind, and soul, and yet we lose sleep every night thanks to their lofty claims. Why do we do that? Didn't Pete Townsend from The Who tell us plainly, we won't get fooled again? Who's we, white man? I think we will. And we do get fooled and fooled again and again and again. Why then? I think I know why. It's the same reason people love each other and have best friends. 
It's the same reason we have trusted pundits or news anchors. It's the same reason we have a favorite politician. It's the same reason we will tolerate personality flaws in our best friends. It's the same reason we will understand the occasional gaffe with a pundit. It's the same reason we will tolerate a little fall from grace with our favorite news person. It's the same reason we accept the white lies from our politicians, even though they are all tongues that should never be trusted all the time. The reason is, we just want to believe there is someone out there we can trust that won't let us down. So we listen to their tongues because they say what we want them to and it tastes so good deep down in our hearts when we hear it. The problem is each and every one of them is a sinner and we know what God says about the tongue. The throat is an open grave and they flatter with their tongue, Psalm 5. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Proverbs 6. A lying tongue hates its victims, Proverbs 26. The tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set amongst its members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison, according to James chapter 3. Unless we are using it to enjoy a delicious dish for the nourishment of our body, the risk our tongues pose to ourselves and anyone around us are indeed real and potentially devastating. But what if it wasn't our tongue? What if it was a foreign object placed in our mouths and in the mouths of those we respect and love? What if it didn't originate within our sinful nature, but was forensically provided to us so it would never fail us again? Oh, that we could just have such a tongue and never worry again. Oh, that there was just someone we could trust with that auxiliary, infallible, oral influencer. Look at the people on that Palm Sunday all those years ago. Look at their false claims of adulation to our Savior riding into Jerusalem, cheering tongues, praising tongues, giddy with excitement at the prospect of their Messiah coming to redeem them. Where were those tongues on Good Friday? Why was the courtyard before the Roman governor Pilate filled with so many angry tongues? They could have overwhelmed the city and even the soldiers themselves with the sheer numbers of people from Palm Sunday. They clearly did not have tongues from outside themselves. They only had tongues set on fire by hell. But God had a tongue that would save them from hell. And 700 years before Palm Sunday, Isaiah was given the tongue that would stir up their tone-deaf ears so they would know their Savior Jesus when they saw what the Romans did to him after his audience with Pilate. John chapter 19, verse 1, tells us that Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. You don't know what that means. 
It was the first century version of the whippings African Americans took at the hand of evil slave masters in the 19th century America, and some in cases all the way into the 20th century because of racist, evil people. What's interesting is the tongue Isaiah was given by God told us this in verse 6, saying, I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. All of these things that Isaiah was given a tongue to speak were the very things that would happen to anyone being flogged. And you can be sure for the soldiers from Rome, they especially delighted in torturing a figure as popular as Jesus once was. Oh, how we love to knock down those from their lofty heights they have attained. And our Lord Jesus would be no exception. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. By the tongue given to Isaiah by God the Father, we saw our Savior Jesus led to his death, not using his divine tongue to defend himself or even save himself at all. Rather, he watched sinful tongues scream at him, spit at him, tell lies about him, while all those who loved him or at least said they did on Palm Sunday, keep their tongues behind their teeth and watched him die. Only they didn't know it was actually for them. As ironic as this sounds, sinful tongues were silenced for a reason. Fearful hiding in homes was for a purpose. Biting tongues on Jesus' behalf while so many licked up Barabbas in his place, was for a righteous resolution. For it was resolved long ago that Jesus would go like a lamb, silent before her shears, not opening his mouth, as Isaiah prophesied as well in chapter 53. He held his tongue until everything necessary was done. And then by means of the Holy Spirit, gave us his tongue to proclaim his salvation for all that believe he died for their sins. And when he rose from the dead, that tongue was unleashed on a world hardly prepared to hear what he had to say. But now the bridle was out of his mouth and the wounds were healed on his body. We had a risen Lord that not only spoke to us, but even fished with us and ate with us. We had as words for our tongues to tell our lost brothers and sisters they have been found by the sweet blood of Jesus. It was not our tongues that were stirring others up, but his tongue that stirred us up to stir everyone up and proclaim his salvation to the ends of the earth. 
not a faulty temporary praising of Jesus, but eternal tongues always ready to give a reason for the faith we have in Christ Jesus our Messiah. Riding on in majesty this day and every day for everyone. Now, that peace which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts, your minds, and your tongues from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.